What's up, y'all? It's your man Ernest, so you love Ernest, same guy, different name, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. And this episode, well, let me start off with the good news. <laughs> good news, I finally have some good-ass internet, or good enough, you know? Um, fingers crossed, everything is good, but... Everything should be swell in that department. Not that it was necessarily affecting this podcast that much, but it was my other podcast, you know, the season premiere podcast, for those who don't know. Um, That's the podcast. You've probably heard ads for it, but if not, then I'll just promo it because it's my podcast and I can do that. It's the podcast where I listen to, where I watch movies and, and TV shows and stuff. Um... And yeah, without internet, that was hard to do. So anyways, let's get on to the first topic, um, and which is going to pretty much be the underlining or the overarching, whatever you want to call it, topic of this podcast episode. As I stated in previous episodes, I want to do, you know, I'll bring up like situations that's relating to one topic, at least try to do so. And I'm keeping that, um, keeping that, I guess, practice going with this episode. Um, this is in relation to what I spoke about a couple weeks ago with the Kelly Price situation. That episode is titled Chocolate Milk Carton. So if you want to hear my thoughts on the whole Kelly Price situation that went down and you want to know what happened, go listen to that episode and you'll get an update. I'm not sharing any more thoughts that I've already shared there, here, but I just wanted to talk about what Kelly stated. I also wanted to talk about just this idea of do celebrities owe owe their fans anything, owe us anything. Um, Because Kelly, in her response, when she came back, you know, she came back from the dead, right? In her response to TMZ, it was basically she didn't feel the need to tell anybody what was, you know, about her whereabouts. She said that um, initially, I didn't, initially she was saying like, oh, her daughters knew, but then she was saying they were being manipulated of some sort. Her children knew, but they were uh, not daughters, but her children knew. Uh, but they were being manipulated and stuff. Um, but then ultimately the big old synopsis of what she said during her, you know, back from the dead speech, rose on a Sunday, sound like some other person. But <laughs> I digress. Anyways, her whole thing was, I don't owe y'all anything. I don't owe y'all an explanation. Y'all need to get out of my life. I'm a person just like y'all. And simply because I'm famous doesn't mean I owe y'all a goddamn thing. And you had a lot of people talking about this situation. And a lot of people I felt as though were being hypocritical. Um, because I can tell you right now, I, for the most part, agree with Kelly Price on that aspect. I don't agree with her methods per se, but just that statement alone or that notion alone i actually agree with her for the most part celebrities don't owe us an explanation on shit we as people 
even if you're a listener of this podcast. Now, I say full transparency and I, and I reveal things to y'all because that's just the type of person I am. It's not because I feel obligated to do so. It's just the type of person I am. And in fact, I don't reveal every single thing. I'm going through some things right now that I'm not revealing and I probably will reveal later on. But right now, it's not the time to, to speak on it. You know, full transparency on that. <laughs> but it's not like I said, I do it because I felt as though I feel as though it's just who I am, the type of individual I am. I'm not saying I'm Kelly Price. I'm no celebrity or whatever, but somebody who has a following, whether large or small, it's still a following. Minuscule or not, it's still a following. Do we owe it to the people who follow us, listen to us, an explanation on anything, especially when it regards to our personal life? For the most part, like I said, I agree with Kelly Price's notion, and that is a no. Where I disagree, or where I kind of have, where I say I, for the most part, agree with it and not 100% completely agree, it's because she put it out there. She put it out there on Instagram that she had COVID-19, that she was sick from it. She put it out there that she wanted prayers and thoughts and all this other stuff from people. And then she just goes missing, right? No, she, that's the last post, social media post at least, from Kelly Price that people see from Kelly Price. So people are worried. They're wondering, you, you, you just announced you got this deadly virus. And you're not posting, you haven't been posting things. Now, we... We get it. When people get COVID-19, they quarantine for the recommended 14 14 days if it's just, you know, I guess small symptoms or you're asymptomatic. And if it's severe, obviously you should be quarantining and getting better for longer than 14 days or however long it will take you. Trump beat it in, what, two, three days apparently? So apparently he's stronger than... uh, Kelly Price, who beat it in, well, actually the same two days. Wow. Well, from what it looks like, let me put it that way. Either way, she goes away for about a month. And it was, I think it was teetering on two months or one month or so, but she goes away. And the last announcement she made to her fans was, I have COVID-19. Obviously, people who care about her fans or not are worried I said what I said and made the episode clearly about her and others because I was worried I'm not a Kelly Price fan I know of her I'm not out here I'm not a Kelly Price fan but just who she is and her being a black woman especially and all this other stuff it made me I I was worried and then, then that worry went away once I found out she was okay. And the stunt that she pulled, and it went from being worried to, okay, I hear you, sis, but at the same time, this could have been handled a lot better. And in fact, as I stated in uh, that episode, at the beginning of the episode, you're, if you continue to listen to that episode, you're going to hear me say, maybe this is the case, and that maybe ended up being exactly what the case was.
but I'm not saying, still with all of that, I'm not saying Kelly Price owed the fans, owed me, owed any of us. Technically, it's the nice thing to do. Now let, 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 let me not let me let me not get it fucked up. It's the more cordial, respectful, nice thing to do, especially if you know you have a base. You need to update these people. These are people that you're affecting their lives in a way. You might not think, as someone as small as me, I hardly ever think that I affect the lives of people. I just think I get on here and I talk my shit and boom. But then I, here and there, not all the time, I get comments like, this was great, this was needed. Oh my God, somebody who actually is speaking my mind and can articulate the things that I've been wanting to say, or your perspective on things is wonderful, or I love listening to your podcast, or listening or watching your YouTube videos, or reading this, or I just love this. So it's like you're affecting lives out here. And the least, the very least, although I said I agree with Kelly Price's notion. But the very least you can do for these people, especially if they're paying your bills, they're buying your stuff, they're listening to your stuff, adding more streaming numbers and, and revenue that way, right? The very least you can give back to them is one update. If you heard, maybe you didn't know that the world was missing you or you, know, you had your fans missing you. You could have easily came out yourself and said, hey, I know you was in recovery, but she could have easily came out. And I know I'm teetering on the side of that I said I wasn't gonna go to, but we here now. She could have said something. I'ma just leave it at that. Wasn't an obligation of her to say something. Did she owe us anything? No, she owed it to herself and her children. And when I say us, I mean the fans, non-family members. You brought them children to this world. It wasn't the other way around. They're your children. You owe it to them. Now that's where I would get, uh, I completely disagree with, with, with her notion. Not saying that's what she said, but if she was to come off that way, oh, absolutely not. You do owe it to your children to let them know your whereabouts. If I had children, again, I owe it to them if, God forbid, let me knock on this real wood again, I ended up getting COVID-19, right? or getting sick anyway, because COVID ain't the only thing killing people out here. There's still other illnesses. But if I had children, even family members or whatever, I owe it to them, the people that I love, to say, hey, this is what I went through, you know? We, we talk about uh, someone that I'm a big fan of, MF Doom. I had no idea MF Doom was sick. I still don't know what he was sick with. Now, because I haven't done the research, maybe the news came out and I just was like, the brother is gone. I can only live, uh, I can only, you know, experience him via his old music and possibly unreleased music that is coming out, if so. But he's gone. And I didn't know why I would have liked to, as a fan of him, of course, I would have liked to know when he was sick, what he was sick with, and how long was he battling this illness. 
but it was only found out and it wasn't even it was only found out what was it like found out like on Halloween of last year I believe that he passed and it wasn't like he passed that day he was already dead for some time I took that and I said you know what I respect what he did I, I thought it was kind of badass and not even kind of I really do think it was really badass I did an episode on it on the My Two Cents podcast you can check that out as well you probably heard ads about it subscribe to that podcast if you're not but I thought it was badass I ain't gonna lie but would I, as a fan, as a lover of his, would I have loved a, an explanation or would I have loved to have known that he was sick and he was dying prior to him actually dying and prior to him getting, uh, prior to his wife putting the news out there months after he passed? Yeah, absolutely. I would have loved that, but I'm not saying she, MF Doom, or anybody else for that matter would have owed us an explanation. Another example of me and my fandom, Prince. I had no idea Prince had AIDS. I had no idea about that. I had no idea it got worse to the point where he, for the longest he wasn't taking medication, but then he he opted to take medication, but it wasn't, uh, let's just say legal, right? It wasn't, you know, uh, medication that like proper AIDS medication you will get from a pharmacy you will get uh, prescribed from a physician right a, a actual nurse doctor whoever it was just street drugs he was getting uh, you know I guess street knockoffs or whatever and then somebody laced his stuff with fentanyl you know the same stuff that killed um, Mac Miller rest in peace the same stuff uh, that is killing a lot of these celebrities who you know are quite a few celebrities who are taking whether it's street drugs in the sense that it's you know not prescribed by a doctor or just drugs that is um you know meant to i guess replicate actual pharmaceutical drugs either or um it's, it, I didn't know about it, is what I'm saying. And with the others as well, I did not know about it. I would have loved to know about it as a fan so I could at least put some positive vibes and encouraging word out there, not saying it would have helped, but I would have loved to know, but I didn't know. And it really wasn't as someone who is not related to either Prince, any of these other celebs out here. It's none of my damn business. And the same goes for y'all. At the end of the day, it's really not any of our business. It is a cordial act of these celebs to let us know what is going on. Like I said, it's the very least they can do. It's not something they have to though. But if you are gonna come out and try to uh, (coughs) get some sympathy from your fans like Kelly Price did and announce that you had COVID and asked for prayers, yeah, you. I think it's just odd that, yeah, you want the attention, you want the sympathy, but you don't necessarily want the concern that comes with sympathy. That was just a weird thing to me, you know? So I totally get why people are still upset. Um, but again, when I said people are being hypocritical about it, I think there's a 
a lot of people who, especially those who are commentators on this stuff, who don't like people being all in their personal life, but they make their coin talking about the personal lives of other people. You know? So it's like, it's okay for you to do it. It's okay for you to get your money that way. But if the roles were reversed, you'd be on the same tip as Kelly Price. It's none of your damn business. That's all I got to say about that situation. Um, and I really just wanted to leave it up to y'all. Do y'all think something is old? Like, do you think, uh, you know, these celebrities owe us as fans, whatever the celebrity, whoever the celebrity is, just in general, do you think we're old as a nation, right? As fans, not family members, not children, of course, fans, simply fans. You have no blood relation, no relation other than, you know, you being a fan and you could say oh I feel like she's my auntie or he's my this or that or he's a father figure I'm talking about actual literal relation not how you personally feel it's gonna be hard but take your personal feelings out of it real quick not saying abandon them take them out of this situation real quick and think about the situation at hand is it something that is old just because somebody is famous and rich is it that they owe us something now <sighs> I think people who have that mindset it becomes dangerous it becomes a uh, uh, one that you know is very possessive one that it, it, it turns into damn near stalkerish because then you got, you know, like with, with Instagram models or just people in general being murdered because you have someone who's a fan of theirs feeling like they owe, they are owned, they own that uh, celebrity and that person owes them something because, oh, I like all your pictures, oh, I, I view all your stuff, or I listen to all your music, I buy all your things. I mean, let me make it clear right now for anyone listening to this right now. I appreciate all the listens. I appreciate the subscription. If you buy something from my store, which none of you have, I've known who does, but if you buy something from my clothing store, if you've purchased my book, if you've hit any of the links I have in the description box below that support me, I am greatly appreciative of said support. But that does not mean I owe you my life. That does not mean you own me. If you want to support me and anybody else, you do, you're, you're doing so, or you should do so with the understanding that you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart because you really want to support, not because you want to feel as though you want to have exclusive access to me or some timeshare type access to me because you know there are other people who support me and other people who support the people that you support as well so it's your turn to have access before you give us up and then it's the next person's turn then the next person's turn then the next person's turn you know timeshare shit nah that's not how it works i understand people saying they wanted to they should have uh they were worrying everything like i said i was worried especially if kelly put it out there that she was sick and battling this situation. Don't put the information out there. It's, it's really simple. Um, it's like those people on Facebook, and we've seen this plenty of times, 
they're not even celebs, people we know and went to school with, who will put their business on social media, especially Facebook, but as soon as one person comments on it, it's mind your fucking business. It's this, yeah, that person could have kept their comment to themselves, but guess what? You put it out there in the public for them to see in the first place. If you didn't want anybody to comment on it, don't put it out there in the first place. If you don't want people to worry or show concern, because even people who just shown concern in the comments, as they did with Kelly, it's mind your damn business. It's what they're being told, mind your damn business. And I don't think that's fair to say to people. I think it's fair to say or have a mindset that you don't owe these people Technically, you don't owe them an explanation on, you know, an update on every aspect of your life. But it isn't fair to not expect people who are worried about you, who love you, to not have any concern. That's not fair. And that's my thoughts on that situation. And, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all let me know what you think about it. There's still more to this old episode to go. (laughs) So, uh, stay tuned. So, you know, this podcast is about politics, pop culture, and life in general. And I used to review movies and probably talk about a TV show here and there. But now I have a dedicated podcast for that. It is called the Season Premiere Podcast. And it's also a weekly podcast just like this one, but new episodes every Thursday where I talk about my favorite shows and maybe movies I've seen, and I review them. So if you want to hear my thoughts on all of that outside of politics and all these other things that I talk about on this podcast, go check out the season premiere podcast. You can find that podcast everywhere you can find this podcast. Subscribe over there, just like you're subscribed here, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, we are back. And speaking of old and what is old to us, this is going to piss off the you always only stick up for black people, people. Although that is not true. If you listen to this podcast, you you know how I get down. I'm not going to continue to explain myself to people. I don't owe you an explanation. See what I did there? But no. Nah. I want to give my thoughts about the refugees coming in and all the money and assistance they are getting from the United States. Yet the United States, when it comes to its own citizens, especially the homeless, especially the black, and I said the homeless, I didn't say specifically only black homeless people. So all you, you only care about black folks. I said homeless. You say black homeless, although there is black, uh, uh, it seems to be a growing fearful growing younger black homeless population but i'm speaking of everybody homeless black white not black not white black man not a black man black woman not a black woman everybody homeless the homeless crisis that we've been having in the united states for centuries now well probably decades let me put it that way i won't say centuries but decades Maybe it will be centuries, maybe has been, but I'm gonna say decades because that's what I feel more comfortable saying. But we've had this issue and the refugees just come in and they automatically get homes and they automatically get money. 
UBIs and shit, basically. Now, I'm not, this is not an anti-immigration shit. I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just blah, blah, blah. Same old, same old scare tactics, same old wording they say for everybody who doesn't go along with what they want us to go along with. That shit doesn't work on me, let me put it that way. This is me saying that there's been a debt owed, and I've made this point before, there's been a debt owed to black Americans especially that isn't being paid for, that isn't being, uh, you know, that isn't given to us, that it, that it should be. And again, it's, it's easy to, for all these people, well, homeless people here, they had their chance and they, they, they messed it up some way, somehow it's all, it's easy to blame them and not maybe the financial debt of student loans, uh, financial debt of medical debt um, and all this other bullshit that's going on. The United States isn't just the only, re it isn't responsible for the lives of these refugees you know and their homes being messed up it's responsible for the fuck ups of US citizens as well and especially black folks here the conditions of black Americans here so again if your answer is well the response U.S. is responsible for what's going on, and of course they gotta come here. Cool, that's your that's your answer. So what? How about holding the U.S. responsible for what they've done to American citizens? Oh, we have advantages here that they don't have in now their country, and we, as in working class people, obviously the rich. If you're homeless, what advantages do you have? Homeless anywhere but homeless in the United States, other than the simple fact that, well, no, they get beat here, they get arrested here for being homeless, and then it's a constant cycle. We're gonna, you know, punish you for being poor and put you in more debt, and then you can't afford to pay off this debt or whatever. Okay, sorry about that interruption. Where was I? So, I believe I was saying America is giving money to individuals when in America there are individuals who are owed reparations, but also non-black Americans who are homeless and deserve these houses as well. Um, I've done an episode dedicated to just, or at least if it wasn't dedicated, I think I did like a long extensive segment pretty much going over the numbers of homelessness here in America and how I believe this stat was for every one homeless individual, they, there's enough abandoned properties here all over the nation that for every one homeless person, they can get, they can own three houses, you know, they can get housed three, you know, there's, there's enough going there's an, a lot of buildings around here and, I, and and especially when i look around here in charlotte it's a lot of places you know when i'm out and you know i'm being told yeah this business shut down due to the pandemic but it's still op uh it's the building is still there 
just last week, I'm walking down this strip in Uptown. And literally the entire strip were was businesses that are no longer running, but they're still intact. You know, the signs are still up. The, the furniture is still inside these businesses. It's just the doors are closed, right? But an entire strip of buildings closed because they these are businesses that couldn't afford to stay open. Um, they did not survive the pandemic, basically, you know? Um, and it sucks for those business owners. I'm not saying give up your dreams. I'm not saying give up the property. But if there's, if there's nothing going on in that situation, you know, um, with these buildings, these are buildings that can be turned into condos, community centers, you know, places, re rehabilitation centers. You know, I can go on and on and on about that stuff because I talk people's ear off about this stuff anyways whenever, you know, I see an abandoned building. That's just what I do. But America owes. America owes Americans. And this, once again, is not some anti you know, anybody else talk. This is not xenophobic, even though people are gonna say I'm being xenophobic for saying these things. Or I'm being racist because I'm speaking about the debt that America owes black Americans. I don't care what title you give to me. It doesn't escape the truth. And I know people are gonna say things like, well, look what America did to these people's countries. They're fleeing their homeland. Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Syria. They're fleeing their homeland because of what America, American troops has done to their their homes. And I get that. But the America is also responsible for the destruction of homes, the destruction of lives of the Americans here too. Not every homeless person you see out on the street is, you know, they drank their whole life away, you know? As in, they spent all their money on booze and, and, and alcohol and they couldn't afford their car payments, they couldn't afford their health care, they couldn't afford to pay rent or pay their mortgages and stuff. and because they were excessively drinking, they lost their job, they lost their family, they, and then they became homeless. That's not the story of every single homeless individual. It's probably not even the story of 1% of the homeless population here in America. Don't let the television and the movies fool you. Hell, don't even let the video games fool you, as much as I love the video games. Don't let them think, make you think it's everybody is just some drunk wino and some people probably didn't even excessively drink until they got homeless and then it became a coping mechanism same with the drugs either way it was something that america did capitalism but america was doing that drove them to the situations that they are in right now and one of the only sayings that i took away from the trump years that I actually agreed with. People could get mad at me for this or whatever. But whenever he and his base would say America first, 
Now, you could try to flip it like you tend to do. You, as in people who want to believe everything is, is, you know, everything opposing to what you would say or you think is bad. You could flip it to mean some racist thing or xenophobic thing once again. But I didn't get that vibe when I hear America first. I literally hear the words America first, as in let's worry about what's going on here in America first before we go out and try to be the world's savior. And whenever America tried to be the world's savior, shit got worse. Not only just for other Americans, but definitely for the people they're claiming to save. So, I don't think it's wrong of me or anybody else to say, we are owed something here. And that's why I'm making this segment, because I want all Americans to know that even if you are, you know, for the funding of these refugees, you know, taking care of them, again, I understand anyone who makes the argument... Well, America is responsible for these people's homes being destroyed and for them being homeless and all this other stuff. But how come you can't look at other Americans that same way? People within your own country. Oh, well, because I got these opportunities and I live here in America. Therefore, no. You got this idea where you think sticking up for people of another nation and saying they deserve things that Americans also deserves makes you woke. You got this thing where, you know, and it's raining out here, but just like the last time it's raining, I'm going to just sit right under this windowsill. It should, well, not windowsill, but, you know, this this roof seal, it, it should, it should do, it should do. But as I was stating... You think it makes you look woke, you think, you think, but what people do, especially white folks when they do this, is just them trying to escape their white guilt. You know? It's them trying to not make it seem as though they themselves have escaped their white privilege. Let me put it that way. It's white guilt that's forcing them to say stupid shit, but it's them trying to avoid... avoid admitting to their white privilege the privilege side of them is so strong that it won't even admit to America owing other Americans something but the white guilt side is strong enough for them to feel like yeah you know what I have to stick up for these refugees I have to be on board with the funding of them the this the that and all this other shit They come here and they get all the freedoms that black folks had to fight for. They just get it like that. They get all the money. We're told, oh, we don't have money for y'all. Reparations, sure, we'd like to do that, but we don't have the money for it. But you got the money to just give to people. Oh, healthcare for all, that sounds really great, Americans. We would like to do that. We just don't have the money for that. They're getting it, though. Oh, housing for the homeless? That sounds great, but yeah, that's too pie in the sky. You're, 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 you, you have those hippy-dippy thoughts. 
you got to think in reality. We don't have the money in building for it. We don't have the infrastructure. Infrastructure. Seem to have the money and the infrastructure for all them, right? Oh, we're going to do vaccine mandates. And we want 100%, 80 to 100% of the country to be uh, vaccinated. Except for Congress. Except for the refugees. If COVID-19 is such a, and I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists, but they own something when they ask this. If COVID-19 is such a dangerous virus, why are you then allowing people to come into your country and not say, okay, if we're giving you all this other stuff, y'all at least got to get vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in your country, there was no way of you getting vaccinated because we fucked your shit up. Our bads. But now in here in America, you have the option to get the vaccine. You know, or you have the possibility to get the vaccine. And we're trying to make it a mandate. So therefore, if you're going to be here, you're mandated to have this vaccine. So you're going to get it on top of this money we're giving you, on top of these apartments we're giving you. And I believe certain jobs are going to, uh, you know, just hire refugees. So they can start making money on their own. All these things actually do sound good in hindsight, but it's evil when you think about the amount of Americans who deserve that. Airbnb talking about some, well, we're going to give them free housing. But I'll never ever think about that when it comes to homeless Americans, once again. Hell, now here, Airbnb is not necessarily something black folks should use anyways because a lot of bad experiences uh, black folks have had with Airbnb. Either or, everybody want to come out and get on this woke train when it's all BS. It's all performative BS. The difference between this performative BS and other performative BS is they're actually doing it for these these refugees. You know, I haven't looked too much into the stats, but apparently they're they're housing these people in primarily urban areas where black folks tend to live. Thus, replacing black folks in these areas and, and placing them within it. When you think about this stuff, and you, this is where you can call me a conspiracy theorist or not, I don't care. It's my podcast. You can stop listening whenever you want. <laughs> God bless me. That's why I paused. No corona. Anyways, when you think about this stuff, it's like America purposely does things for other groups so those groups of individuals can say America has done X, Y, and Z for me America is so great I don't understand why these black people who are here in America complain about this country so much maybe they're the problem and not America and it's a constant cycle of other groups getting something before us so they can turn around and start harboring the same type of mindsets that white folks do. Start having the same rhetoric that white folks do about blacks. 
Not all. I'm not gonna continue saying not all, but because if the shoe if if the shoe fits, you're wearing it. If it doesn't apply, then fly away. But I think that's why America really does things for other groups of individuals, not because it's the right thing to do. It's always a constant slap in the face to black Americans. And other reasons as well, of course, the Biden administration doing this, making him, trying to make him look as good as possible. Because you all saw his approval ratings, dippity dip especially within the black community, man, they'll go up next election, though. I'm not, when I saw those numbers, here's a quick sidestep. When I saw those numbers, I wasn't like, oh, man, it's going to be a tough one in national. I was like, nah, they, it, I know my people, and sadly, this happens every Democratic presidency anyways, and it has, ha- it has happened within every democratic presidency for as long as I've been living. And I was born in 91. The, 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 the uh, approval rating will dip a bit when black people start to realize, hey, you used us. But then when it comes down time to vote for them again, it's, well, we, we, we gotta avoid uh, the big bad Republicans or maybe next, maybe we'll convince them that if we vote harder this time, they're going to actually listen to us. It's kind of like that that uh, you know that lover who since who tends to not understand and not get that they are, you know, they're not being loved as hard as they're loving the other individual within a relationship and it's maybe if i do this they're gonna love me more maybe if they do that and it's at some time sis or bro you you just gonna have to realize they're just not that into you and that's what i've been saying to black folks about the democratic party no i'm not saying let's run off to the republicans not nah. Because black Republicans need to hear that same message, too. You can shuck and jive and, 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 and let all the white people touch your hair and, you know, marry as many old white men as you want. Have that, the, the, have that weirdo wig, that <laughs> straight hair wig and bug eyes that the black women Republicans tend to have. You know, that dead look they have. Uh, the dudes could have, you know, the same old just corny feel to them. At some point, you're just going to have to realize they're just not that into you. But back on to this topic. All I really had to say is just we are old. We as in black folks, we as in Americans. We are old. The things that other groups come here and get for free, we are owed. When the Stop Asian Asian Hate got so much publicity and all this other stuff, black folks should have been gotten something. The same president, your boy Biden. The black community has had my back and I'm gonna have their all. 
by taking away funding from HBCUs from 45 million to what, 2 million? That's a lot of help, bro. And now I got my gripes with the HBCUs. That's probably for a future episode. But that's that's a uh, taking away money is helping a community. Taking away resources, the opportunities and putting other groups before said group is having a community's back. Black folks, wake up. America, Americans, wake up. I'm not saying we should not do for other folks. We should only think about ourselves. But America first was, let's make sure our situation is well. You know, just like if you're on the plane, whoever's on the side of where the gas mask or the air mask, whatever mask that is, the oxygen mask, that's what it is. Whoever's on the side of that mask has to put the mask on first because you have to help yourself so you're able to help the person next to you. You don't just say, boo, you don't throw in my side, but we got to do the work to stretch it over to your side. Because by the time you do all that, you're hurt. And that's exactly what America continues to do. We continue hurting ourselves. Americans, especially when we back this shit, we continue hurting ourselves, extending our arm, trying to help somebody else. There's nothing wrong with helping other people. But everything, anything in excess can be detrimental even extending helping hands. Sometimes you got to be selfish. America should have been selfish when it came to the American popula- homeless population. America should have been selfish when it came to the black population here. It said we are going to take care of the people here first. And then we, when we have the means to take care of other people because of our fuckery in their homelands then we will do so those people have governments and just because we don't like their governments we as in america not we as you know individuals and stuff there's a lot of other countries i don't necessarily agree with how they run things there but that's them i don't say we should just bomb them because i don't want to agree with how they treat women we should just bomb them because i don't want to agree with this one child law we should just bomb them because i don't no it's like that's unfortunate if i were running things in that nation i wouldn't do it that way but guess what i'm not running things in that nation i'm not a citizen of that nation it is up to the people of that nation for them to speak up and, and what i can do here is support them and then give them an encouraging hand but my 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 uh, my solution to their problems is not let's go over there and, and and just kill the motherfuckers. Let's bomb their houses and shit, villages and neighborhoods and farms and let's start a war. No. But a lot of y'all got that mindset, but y'all claim to be anti-war. When it's a Republican in office. I can go on and on and on. I don't want to ramble on. I got one more topic to talk about as far as owing something, right? Within this, uh, you know, big topic of what is owed. So, we're going to get another commercial break. And then we'll be back. Stay tuned. So, what's up, y'all? So, many of y'all already know that 
I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a, a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My Two Cents. It's spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show Right, so last topic of this big topic of Owen, we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle. Now, as far as my thoughts on his latest comedy special, like I was saying, or like you probably heard with the ad, I have a podcast dedicated for me doing reviews on the things that I've watched. I will no longer do them here. I know I started doing them here when I started doing this podcast. Um, and I didn't want to do away with them. But uh, uh, as much as of a variety show this show is, I was like, yeah, I can add another podcast to my repertoire. Why not? I already do 50 billion things anyways. So I started the season premiere podcast. So this is not a review per se of the comedy special you will hear that on the season premiere podcast. What this is, is me discussing, does Dave Chappelle owe the LGBTQIA community or any other people he may have offended in his comedy specials an apology because they didn't understand a joke or they didn't understand or didn't agree with some comments being made i call it commentary because i've watched the i haven't watched this latest special yet but i watched the other four he did i think he did a total of five or six either one either or i watched the previous ones right they were all the same to me they're all simply just him talking on stage he's not even telling jokes he'll say a joke here and there because he's funny and that's what people who are funny tend to do. They tend to say jokes here and there. But I'm funny. That doesn't make me a comedian. I'm not saying Dave ain't a comedian. He's definitely a comedian. I'm just saying from what I look see in those specials, it looked like dudes getting paid $20 million just to go on there and say his thoughts, you know? Pretty much his own podcast, you know, the David 
Thoughts Podcast and not the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm, these are somewhat jokes, do you think they're funny or not? Oh well, I'm not saying I could do what Dave does, all I'm saying is from a, from a critiquing standpoint, dude just got up there and started talking from the other specials, and I feel like this one is no different, because I feel like the outrage is still the same. I feel like people overreact to certain things. I feel like there are certain things he says and it's like, ah, you kind of, I can see why people are upset at that, but they're totally ignoring this side or totally ignoring the whole thing. And instead of saying that, they tend to focus on the one part or there's a lot of people who don't even watch the specials. There's people who are admitting, oh, I didn't even watch it, but I know he said something bad. That's a problem. It's like the people who don't listen to me at all, but assume I hate white people. Or listen to one thing I said, or read one thing I said, or watch one YouTube video and assume I hate white people. Or assume any other thing about me instead of actually paying attention. Or how about fucking asking, what do I think? So, to get on to it, Dave Chappelle got a new special out. People are offended. Apparently, he said some offensive things about the LGBT community. From someone that I saw that I was listening to who said she watched it, she said Dave was actually very remorseful and supportive of the LGBT community because of the trans comedian um, who uh, committed suicide believe what was it last year or two years ago um the female he was talking about within his last special or one of his last specials i believe her name is daphne i forget her last name but he made jokes about making out with her and everything and how you know that's his support of the trans community right she was you know saying that she understood the jokes she's a comedian herself her and Dave apparently had a friendship and you know a very close one but she was I believe I talked about this sometime but I'll reiterate it because I'm not 100% sure if I did talk about it here or somewhere else but she committed suicide because not because of the jokes Dave was saying about her or whatever anything in regards to what Dave was saying it was more so of the backlash she was getting from her own community people that she loved and identified with and got along with and um, her pretty much being blackballed she again this is someone who's a comedian herself and she's out here trying to get it was out here trying to get it And she was being mistreated because of her relationship with Dave Chappelle. It's that on top of other things that was going on in her life right now. Her own family even stated that Dave is not responsible for Daphne's, uh, you know, decision to commit suicide. Hell, even in the suicide note, she was... She didn't mention Dave, I don't think. From what I remember, she was mentioning everything that was going on within herself personally that made her feel like she was 
uh, that she just couldn't be here anymore. And then it was later found out the backlash she was getting from people because she would tell family members and close friends who wasn't giving her backlash and people who saw the mistreatment that was going on. Maybe all of that on top of what was going on with her internally. It's what caused her to say, fuck it. I'm ending it all. For lack of better term. Either or, you have people within Daphne's life who are saying Dave Chappelle is not responsible for my daughters, my sister, my cousins, my friends. Killing themselves. Committing suicide. Let me put it that way. Yet you still have other people saying, yeah, yes he is, yes he is, yes he is, because it fits a narrative that they want to push. You, you're gonna, you really think that your word, and I know this is rant worthy because I got to get this shit out of my mind. You really think your word means more than the family member's word of this woman. Well, maybe they're just saying it because they're afraid Dave Chappelle is going to sue them and they don't got money like Dave Chappelle. And they go. You can come up with every reason in your mind as to why someone would do, you know, defend Dave Chappelle because you yourself don't want to defend Dave Chappelle. Shit, Bill Maher is the fucking worst, quote unquote, comedian I've ever heard in my goddamn lifetime. The shit he says, the shit he does, the smug asshole. If anybody needed to be canceled, he needed to be canceled a long time ago. But because he doesn't say, mention the LGBT community, or if he is, he is defending them. He only says nigga every once in a while and thinks it's okay because he's got a black wife. It's, it's, oh, he, he, he doesn't need to be canceled. Oh, we don't need to come at him about shit. And the black LGBT people, I'm looking at y'all. Because I know white and non-black LGBT folks don't give a fuck about who says nigga or not. They might have BLM rainbow signs somewhere, but they don't give a fuck about who's saying nigga or not. They don't give a fuck that that's a word only black folks can say. So I'm looking at y'all. Are y'all gonna let this white man just get away with saying nigga every once in a while because he's got a black wife? Is it more, would he, if he said you a gay nigga, would that, would that be the crossing line? Not, you know, that's, that's my house nigga right there. That's not offensive, but that's my gay house nigga, or that's my gay nigga right there. That's 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 what's going to do it for y'all. I'm asking. Anyways. Let's get on to what I really wanted to talk about. 9 minutes in. <laughs> I appreciate those who 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 stick around and listen. I really do. Um but does Dave Chappelle owe people an apology or the LGBT community apology? Simply put in my opinion, no. And it's not because I'm homophobic, I'm transphobic, I'm... It's because, simply because you don't like something somebody says. 
does not mean that they owe you an apology if it's something like a comedy show. And again, like I was saying before, I think Dave nowadays just gets up there and talks. I don't even think he's telling jokes per se. He's doing it in a, I guess, a humorous way but it just doesn't feel like a comedy show when I watch his comedy specials. That's just me. I'm not saying that they're not worth watching. Some of them is like, okay, I don't, I, I, a few of those specials, not all of them. It's just a few of them were like, okay, Dave, if you're not gonna tell a joke right now, I'm not gonna continue watching this. And that's just my honest take. Again, you want to hope you want to uh, know my my full review on stuff. Subscribe to the season premiere podcast. Find that podcast everywhere you can find this podcast. So, with that being said, I'm not saying that Dave should have Dave or anybody else should have free range to just say whatever they want with no repercussions. I'm not saying people should not react to it. But you want this man to lose money. You want this man to take back everything he said about one specific community, but not anybody else. You want this man to... You want him to... Because you can't take the commentary. You can't take the jokes. I guess Dave brought up the fact that the baby killed the man in Walmart. Although it was self-defense because the man came in the store to kill the baby, the baby retaliated and killed him. But he said, I guess Dave was saying how the baby got canceled and 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 you know pretty much got hit, got backlash because of the anti-gay comments he made right you know the homophobic comments he made which I stated my, my I believe I talked about that here as well I talk about a lot of stuff people <laughs> so forgive me if I forget what the hell I even talk about and my whole thing with everything is I think that if whatever you say this goes for me as well whatever you say I say People have a right to react to it however they feel that they, they need to react to it. But what's what's this whole idea of taking away somebody else's, you know, if businesses, now it makes sense if a business is like, I don't want to deal with somebody who is, you know, involved in doing this, that, and the third. Cool. But if there is some business or some entity or if that person, you know, get it out the mud and does it themselves you trying to silence them still that's just overkill to me and it's kind of pointless and it just seems obsessive because you could take that time and energy as i've stated on here plenty of times before supporting the people that aren't problematic to you They're supporting the people that you believe are you know the antithesis of a the baby of a a dave Chappelle. but pretty much he was saying The baby got canceled for his homophobic remarks, but not for killing another black man. Dave, 
probably conveniently left out the part where it was self-defense. Now granted, killing somebody is a, whether it be self-defense or not, it's, it's, it's something major. I'm not even arguing that the baby should have been canceled for it because again, I'm all for self-defense. And if that is the route you have to take to make sure that you are straight and you're living, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm not going to be Mr. Pro-Gun, but not pro-self-defense. Especially when it comes to black folks. Nah, I don't fuck with the baby. I don't like the baby. I don't like his music. I don't like him. That don't mean I'm going to say, take away his right to own weapons or take away his right to defend himself. But, I think that's a valid point to make although he did leave out a very important piece about why the baby killed this man because it made it seem as though it was malicious in a way and that's kind of counterproductive if you ask me that's kind of counterproductive to the point Dave Chappelle wants to make that's why I tell people if you're going to make points make the entire point if you're going to use real life situations use all of it don't pick and choose or cherry pick from specific situations to make your argument because you feel as though it makes your argument uh, stronger when in actuality, it just makes it weaker. That's my critique of that joke right there. Again, I didn't watch it, but apparently people who did watch it, they was saying that was one of the quotes, you know, people take quotes from, you know, the, the specials he's done and post them online. That was one of the quotes I saw multiple times. Uh, that one about how he killed a man he killed a black man in walmart and got no backlash but as soon as he said stop sucking dick in the parking lot it was a problem now, i'm all for people sucking dick in the parking lot you know what i'm saying that's what you do <laughs> in all seriousness if dave should he does he owe people an apology absolutely not you owe it to yourself if you're someone who knows you're not a fan of Dave Chappelle. And I saw a still shot. I don't know if it was real or not, but I saw a still shot of two people in the crowd who were, uh, you know, what's it? Not patty mouth, potty mouth, whatever, pout. They were doing, it was something doing with a P. Their faces were doing a P shape, but nah, there was pouting the entire time. I don't know, again, didn't watch his latest special yet. So I don't know if the camera continues panning to these two people, but someone took a, a, a screenshot of these two people just sitting there pouting. And they claim the people were sitting there pouting the entire show. You know how much it, uh, you, Dave, Dave shows aren't free. Dave Chappelle shows are not free. And of course these are two white people, so I assume they had a lot of money anyways to just waste but they really pay to to go to a comedy show comedy in quotation marks or comedy in non-quotation marks but they paid to go to a comedy show for a comedian not in quotation marks like I said I still believe Dave is a comedian he's just doing a lot of commentary now but they really paid to go see a comedian they know they would not like just so they can go and confirm their biases so they can go home and tell their other friends Dave Chappelle said mean things about us in our community or Dave Chappelle said mean things about you and your community what did he say he said uh 
it wasn't his fault that Daphne killed herself. Oh my god, he's such a monster. Daphne's family deserves justice. Daphne's family came out and said Dave's not responsible. Daphne Daphne would talk about her will rave about Dave Chappelle to family and friends and stuff. Ultimately, that's what got her the backlash from people as well who discovered that they had this friendship. Probably was like, how dare you be friends with him and you're a self-hater and you are, you, you, you turn your back on your trans community and you're not really one of us and... I'm not trans, but I know plenty of trans people. Got trans family members. They're already outcast, outcasted and ostracized and all this other shit enough by people outside of community. Imagine how it will feel for people within your own community, people you thought loved you. And even those who aren't in your community, but those who you thought loved you for who you are. Imagine those people now turning on you because they don't like your friendship with some guy who makes jokes for a living. I'm not saying they had to like the uh, friendship between Daphne and, and Dave. But to continue to get on her about it, to continue to ostracize her about it, outcast her about it, remind her and tell her in their minds, not mine, that she ain't one of them or she is just as bad or probably even worse than Dave because you don't like some something he said? Yeah, I'd probably, if I was in Daphne's shoes, I'd probably feel the way Daphne was feeling on top of the internal battles she was having with herself already. Maybe she was telling herself that that she wasn't good enough. It's one thing to hear from yourself. It's one thing. It's another thing to hear from people that you you loved and care about. You thought had your back. So just to go on again <clears throat> I'm not saying that Dave has never said anything in these specials that I was like eh. I wouldn't say that Dave but that's you I'm not Dave or I don't agree with that but I want to say as someone who's watched the other specials a bulk of what he says gets misconstrued purposely glossed over purposely for the outrage factor because we do live in outrage culture a bulk of it not all of it some people are making it seem as though all of everything he says is factual it's because they're homophobic transphobic themselves and they're doing what racists do the same thing racists do they'll find somebody who says something that they agree with it to uh to to support their their biases you know what i'm saying their bigotry. Nah, as a fan, I can look and say, yo, that's messed up. Or I can see why people are offended by stuff. 
as I've stated before. I'm not saying people should not react. People should not be offended. You can react however you want to. Feel however you want to. But a lot of this stuff is purposely being misconstrued and glossed over. And I haven't watched the latest special. But if it's anything like the other ones, which I feel like it is, it's probably that. The next special he does, it's going to be the same thing. The next special he, he, he continues doing until he, I guess, finally retires, retires, for real, for real. Because that first special, it made it seem as though, oh, they, this is the one last special I'm going to do. But I guess he saw the out backlash and saw the money he was getting. And it's like, cool, this is how I'm going to continue making my money and making my name out here. I think it's kind of corny, if you ask me. But he's getting $20 million to do it every time. So, yeah. A little bit of corny with a lot of bit of money is still a lot of bit of money. So, <laughs> that's that. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, you can have your own response, of course, as I encourage all the listeners to have, but I don't think he should apologize because you misconstrued something, or even if it's a joke, and I even listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, that's kinda, I can see where people are upset about. If he doesn't want want to sincerely apologize, and I said this before on here, stop asking people to apologize when they're not sincere. If you gotta ask for an apology, then nine times out of fucking ten, it's not a sincere apology you're gonna get anyway. If somebody doesn't come out and say, "I see the error in my way," I see what what I did, like the baby's apology, that wasn't sincere. Fuck out of here. I think I already said that, but that was not sincere. Nick Cannon, whenever he apologizes for shit he says or does, it's not sincere. It's out of, oh shit, my pockets are being hurt. Dave, on the other hand, is like, fuck all that. <laughs> I know how to save my money. <laughs> I don't spend on frivolous shit. On turbans and gold chains and shit. <laughs> so, you're not hurting my pockets. And I'm not sincerely sorry. So that's what it is. Stop asking for apologies, people. You should value yourself more to stop asking for apologies. Because nine times out of ten, if you got to ask for one, it's not a sincere one. Do you want a sincere apology? If, if you don't want a sincere apology, then ask for it all you want. Because you're, you're going to get the apology if you ask for it. It's just not going to be a sincere one. But if you, gotta, if you want a sincere apology... You fall back, you continue doing you, you do not support the comedians, the artists, the music artists, the, the actors, the podcasters, the authors, the whoever's, YouTubers, whoever's, athletes, whoever's. You don't support them, you support others. If they finally come out and say, hey, I apologize, then it's up to you to, to, to accept it or not. You know, but a lot of people, it's, it's just a control thing. And that's the other aspect that I'll kind of want to get into, but probably in a future episode. It's got nothing to do or very, very little. I won't say nothing, but very little to do with what he is saying about the LGBTQIA community. 
and more so with the control. We cannot control him and we cannot make him say the things we want him to say. We cannot make him not say the things we don't want him to say. We cannot control him. America especially is all about control. Americans, although we are owed something, a lot of us are very entitled and we get very control of, especially a lot of the white ones. Not saying they're the only ones. But it's all about control. You can't control Dave. This, these specials have been going on, have been a problem with people for the years they've been going on because no one has figured out how to control Dave. How to bend him to their will. That's the real issue here. It's not the shit he's saying. Again, you can control the Bill Mars, who says a lot more uh, flagrant shit than any other, like I said. Well, what's the creep dude that was jacking off in front of women? Um, the white comedian who, who uh, sadly wrote my, my favorite movie, Pootie Tang, that guy. He's the most flagrant comedian I've ever seen. But Bill Maher's up there. Either or. You can control a Bill Maher. And he's white, so it don't matter. As in, they just want to control another black man. There's that clip that goes around of Arsenio Hall going off on the quote-unquote gay activist who stormed his show. Again, you got to pay for a ticket to into these places. So y'all paying to have a bad time, which would never make sense to me. But I, I guess when you have disposable white money like that, you can pay to go to shows to have a bad time, you know? Me, on the other hand, if I'm paying to go somewhere, it better be somewhere I enjoy. And if, <clears throat> if it's somewhere I don't enjoy, it's for, you know, my significant other, you know, for her. Anyways, there's that clip that's going around of Arsenio going off on a supposed gay activist because they're confronting him and like, you do gay jokes or you offend gay people when he's like, what are you talking about? It's a character that I play. I've also played other characters, black characters mainly, and I don't see you coming here. There's other talk show hosts who've done, white talk show hosts who've done um, you know, gay characters as well. I don't see you storming their shows. I don't see you writing angry letters to them. I don't see you boycotting them. And don't hit me with that. It's a what about it? We're not talking about those comedians now. I heard someone say a black gay person, of course, when he was talking, because this was a show where, uh, it's that show Claudia Jordan's on, you know, that she hosts with her, with two other dudes or whatever, right? That internet show. I don't pay attention to it, but my girl does, so. I sometimes hear shit that she pays attention to. I try my best to put my headphones in and listen to something else that's loud, but yeah. So, the dude, the one in the black, it's two black dudes that she, she's uh, doing a show with. I believe they're both gay. One of them for sure is. He says, well, 
people can pick and choose to be angry about when she brought up the situation of uh, Dave Chappelle mentioning how the baby killed a black man and no one gave a damn, but you know, people are mad at the baby for his homophobic remarks. He was like, well, that's not, you know, up to people could choose to be outraged about whatever they want to be outraged about. But those same people I've seen make that argument when people choose not to be outraged about homophobia, they're up in arms and saying, how come you're not upset about this? So it's like, hold on. So you believe that you have the right and privilege to pick and choose whatever you, what situations you want to be upset at, but no one else has that privilege. No one else has that right to do so. I do believe that people should speak up more against uh, homophobia, but I'm not going to force people to do so. Just like with the whole apology thing. I'm all about people being sincere in their actions. If someone is not sincere in their support for the LGBT community, I don't give a damn if they don't support. I'm not going to force somebody to do something. When I get on here and I talk and I say my piece, it is not to force anybody who is listening to have the same viewpoints as me. It's for me to say, this is how I feel. And if you don't support it, that's on you. But what I'm not going to do is you should be mad about this. And you, yeah, I say things like more Americans should hold not only who's in office accountable, but the government in general accountable. And I do th want more Americans and more people in general uh, to uh, understand things. But hold on, let me send this text off real quick. All right, just had to send that text off. But as I was saying, <clears throat> hopefully y'all get hearing me because it sounds like <laughs> blowing up buildings here. Nah, but um, yeah, it's, if you're gonna have that mindset, that same mindset like, oh, well, people can pick and choose what to be angry about. People just didn't give a damn about the baby killing another black man. So don't be upset when people pick and choose not to be angry at some jokes or some commentary or homophobia in general. If equality is truly what this community wants and not special treatment, then you're gonna have to ha go by the same rules as everybody else. If you expect people to get angry and get upset when some something happened or something is even said that you don't like about your community, then you're going to have to do the same thing and have the same mindset for other communities if that's the equality you want. But if you have the mindset, which I don't think he's wrong for his comments, I don't think he's wrong for saying people can pick and choose what matters to them or not, basically. And if it doesn't matter to them, then they shouldn't act like it does. I'm not saying I disagree with that. I'm saying it's very hypocritical of him to say that while still having the same mindset that, oh my God, people are not mad at Dave Chappelle's comments. This makes me upset. People are just choosing not to care about it. Just like they didn't, like, like you said, it's very okay for people not to care about the baby killing another black man out of self-defense. Let's make that clear again. Don't like the guy, but let's tell the whole story. 
maybe that's part of the story doesn't matter to you but it's it, when you just say when you just say he killed another black man he just killed somebody it just makes it seem like it was out of malice when it was out of self-defense i don't think self-defense is malice it's an extreme thing but it's not as extreme as somebody who's actually out to kill you you know that's the extreme that's the malicious act So, as I've stated before, I know this has gone on a lot longer than a lot of people probably would have wanted it to be. But as I've stated before, if you want an apology, expect a sincere one. If you got to force someone to apologize, you're going to get an apology. It's probably not going to be sincere. It's not going to be sincere. So. This ain't got nothing to do with that, though. People just want to control folks. That's what it is. They want to control Dave. An an uncontrollable black man. Someone who made it. So, that's what it really boils down to. And that's the discussion that really needs to be had. Not the shit that he is saying. People can say, but his words could have this, that, and the third effect. I'm gonna make this point real quick and then I'm gonna go for real for real because it's almost 40 minutes I'm talking about this. People, if people are moved by words, someone says, a comedian says, those people had those negative thoughts to begin with. A comedian could say something and it not be ill intent. They didn't want no ill intent behind it. They were just looking for shock value or they were just saying, you know, doing what they do. Whoever took those words and flipped it to mean, let me hurt an entire community, that motherfucker was gonna do it anyways. They didn't need, it It, it could have been anybody on that stage. It could have been nobody on that stage. It could have been something. It could have been them seeing two men holding hands. That dude, the 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 Muslim dude who shot up the gay nightclub, who is ashamed of his sexuality or whatever. What triggered him was he saw two dudes making out and kissing, and then he went to that nightclub and shot the shit up. Cause it made him feel however he felt inside. But he had that mindset in general. People will turn around and say, he watched the Dave Chappelle. We looked at his Netflix. Uh, you know, history. He watched the Dave Chappelle special. Dave is responsible for this crime. Not the man who took the gun and shot all those people. Because if you're going to do that, then it's kind of like blaming the men that he was looking at, that was holding hands and making out and blaming them and saying, it's because of y'all two, all these people at this gay nightclub died. Because y'all triggered him to do this. No, that man was going to do it anyways because of his toxicity. So that's the last point I'm going to make. You know, I'll probably expound on that in the future. But going around blaming others for the actions that other weirdos are going to do? No. That's that person's fault. You know, it's like blaming a gun for for the violence and shit. And I understand part of that argument, but it's the person behind it who did it. The gun doesn't have legs and pull its own trigger the person behind the weapon that did all that damage 
But that's that. That's all I got to say. It's been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Ernest, who you love, Ernest. Same guy, different name. Time stands in the description box below. Links in the description box below. Hope you got something noteworthy from this episode. Hopefully I didn't offend anybody. It's not the point of these episodes. If so, that's just how you feel. Share this episode out with everybody. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the episode. Please rate this podcast wherever you're listening to this, wherever you can rate this, especially on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, I believe you can rate as well. But rating the episode really does help out with the promotion of the podcast. And I like seeing the ratings. So rate it, preferably the highest, but rate it however you feel like you want to rate it. That's great. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black, stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And I'm out. Peace.